Hello and welcome to the Kiss the Wild podcast with your host, Kristen Wright. This is the space to unpack cultural scripts, narratives, and conditioning that are keeping you from living the juiciest version of yourself. You can expect conversations and thought-provoking ideas to help you reclaim your whole self in and out of the bedroom. Let's get started. All right, my friends, welcome to today's episode of Kiss the Wild. I am your host, Kristen Wright, and I am so grateful to have you here today. Today, we're going to talk about how to be a woman who lights up the room in 2023. So I'm so pumped. I think this is going to be a juicy conversation. It's a bit of a nuanced conversation, so bear with me, but I do feel like you're going to be able to walk away with one really simple action step that you can start incorporating into your life in order to feel like the kind of woman who lights up a room. Now, I hope you know what I'm talking about when I say this. Because I think we've all had that experience of being in a room or a space and having somebody walk in and there's something about that person that has your head and maybe multiple heads in the room turning. And it's not necessarily that they are quote unquote conventionally beautiful. They might be or they might not be, but there's something deeply attractive about that person, right? There's a vibe, an energy, they've got that like je ne sais quoi sort of quality about them. They seem maybe confident or alive. They're magnetic, right? And so when I talk about today being a person who lights up a room, I'm not talking about how we can, you know, subscribe to conventional beauty standards in order to feel like a person worthy of lighting up a room. I'm talking about the inner work that creates this ripple outward that is felt rather than seen. Mm, I really love that. I told you this is going to be a juicy conversation. So I want to speak to two of what I think are the most important factors when it comes to this inner work. And that is, one, being in a loving relationship with all of who you are, and two, being in a loving relationship with your erotic nature. And I really feel like these two things also intersect at a certain point, which I'm going to get to later. So being in a loving relationship with yourself in order to light up the room with your magnetism. Like I'm clearly not talking about the floofy, eye-rolling aspects of self-love. I'm talking about bone-deep self-love, the kind that radiates from the inside out, you know, like radiates like laser beams from your eyeballs. I'm talking about coming into relationship with your needs, with compassion, and then feeling empowered to ask for what you want and need without shame or embarrassment. I'm talking about self-compassion for yourself and experience, 
And I'm talking about being in a loving relationship with your juicy, amazing body, your whole body. Now, the reason this bone deep self-love is so important is that we live in a super toxic, you know, culture of beauty that upholds what Sonia Renee Taylor calls the default body. So if you don't know the work of Sonia Renee Taylor, she has a book called The Body Is Not An Apology. Great book. Highly recommend. I will link in the show notes. So Sonia Renee Taylor talks about the default body as a construct, which I would tend to agree with. It's the body that as a society we default to, pardon me, as the most valuable. So For example, we value able bodies over disabled bodies, thin bodies over fat bodies, white bodies over other bodies, young bodies over old bodies. The default body is whatever body you think of in your mind when, for example, you're in conversation with somebody and they mention a person without specifying anything. So what do you see in your head? that is the default body. And this is good information to know because for most of us, we're often comparing ourselves subconsciously to the default body, right? So rather than sourcing from the amazingness that exists in each of our own bodies, we might be making choices about how we dress, you know, how we style our hair, the way we eat and exercise based on this body. We might decide to get fake eyelashes, tattoo our eyebrows, do our nails, get Botox, undergo plastic surgery based on this default body. So it's worth noticing if you're subconsciously engaging and upholding the status quo by not engaging in a little self-love first. Self-love, in my opinion, is a beautiful foundation from which we can then decide how we wish to express ourselves in the world. So when we can first anchor into that feeling of self-love and untangle ourselves from, you know, the shoulds that have been placed on us by these societal standards, then we can make decisions like whether that be to have longer eyelashes or nails or how we dress and wear our hair. Now, I hope that makes sense because I'm not trying to shame anybody for the choices they make in their lives when it comes to their appearance. Um, But I think when we can divest from a culture that makes us feel inherently unworthy, which is not a one and done situation, it's really something we have to return to again and again. And it's not easy because the messaging in society is so pervasive I'm experiencing this like firsthand right now. I'll share a personal example from my life. I was in conversation with my best friend recently and we were talking about how this time of year is so hard. You know, when you look in the mirror, it's like the skin, the skin of my face is pale, it's blotchy. You know, I can see my under eye circles. I feel like I can see my wrinkles so much more. Like I just don't have that vibrancy that I feel when I look in the mirror in the summertime. And so it can feel really hard to love on my reflection. And from this conversation, obviously, because 
the algorithm is listening. <laughs> I am getting so many targeted ads on my phone for, you know, serums with hyaluronic acid. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. But I'm just getting all of these messages around how I can look more youthful, how I can look more vibrant, how I can diminish fine lines and wrinkles. And so these messages are so pervasive about how we should look in this world, how we should maintain the societal standards of beauty. And as a total segue, I really feel what we miss out when we are constantly chasing like the cup of youth or the elixir of youth is we miss out on the mature feminine. There are so many gifts when we can like really step into our wisdom and our age. So anyways, that is like a real conversation for potentially another day. But when we can return firstly to that deep love of who we are first, then I think the changes we make on the outside become more about self-expression. They're an addition to who we are rather than something that we need to add in in order to feel worthy. Because ultimately, you know, we all come to this planet knowing our worth and feeling love for ourselves and our bodies. I'm pretty sure you probably have not met like a self-loathing baby or toddler. It's as we grow that we become socialized and that we begin to feel differently about ourselves, that we no longer exist in right relationship to our beautiful bodies. You know, let's just think of the way a toddler would enter a room versus, you know, a woman in her (laughs) mid-30s, right? Like toddlers are a force. They walk in and they light that shit up. They let themselves be known. We begin to lose that as we grow, as we are made to feel like we're not good enough. So think of someone who's maybe dressed fashionably, you know, their makeup is impeccable. um, But imagine that they subtly feel a lot of shame about their appearance, you know, in the background. That's not the kind of, you know, magnetizing energy that lights a room up. So this is a great place to transition into being in relationship with your erotic nature, because I want you to think of that same woman. Let's say she's like, quote unquote, conventionally beautiful and that she's dressed very fashionably and her hair is all done and, you know, she's checked all the boxes. She's she's a part of the, you know, the default body. Society would be in agreement that she has got it going on in terms of whatever the standards are that we value at the time. But now imagine that, you know, as she's getting dressed up, she's picking herself apart or she, she like loathes the reflection she sees in the mirror. And her whole existence is based on these external factors that she needs in order to make herself feel attractive. And I think we've all met these people, you know, where they tick all the boxes of the default body. But when you get into closer connection to them, there's just, you know, like something missing. They don't, there isn't much of a vibe. You don't get like a palpable sense of 
that like really juicy magnetizing energy when you're near them. And I call that dry pussy energy. In my opinion, that person is missing their relationship to their eroticism, also known in my books as big pussy energy. Now, big pussy energy is a force. It's palpable. The erotic within all of us is life-giving. It's the magnetism that I've been talking about. It's power. So when we are plugged into the erotic as a source of power in our being, rather than something to be feared, which we've all been made to feel, then we are able to make choices and decisions in alignment with the truth of who we are. How so? You might be asking yourself. And I think this is where, you know, the intersection of self-love and eroticism live. So firstly, loving our bodies means like loving our pussy as well. So back to the analogy of a toddler or a baby who comes into this world in right relationship to their bodies. They don't have any hangups about their vulva or vagina. And then through socialization, this part of their body is one of the first places they begin to disown. You know, we all kind of learn that this this area of our bodies, our vulva, our vaginas, our pussies, they shouldn't be touched. It's like a no-go zone. <laughs> it's shrouded in mystery and fear and taboo. So when we can love all of our bodies and stop living from only the waist up, Like there's power in that, right? There is power in claiming you being a whole bodied person. All parts of you are welcome and valued and perfect just as they are without shame or secrecy, taboo or insecurity, without a sense of wrongness. So living from this place of wholeness, releasing shame is one of the ways you can begin to live more in alignment with who you truly are which is magnetizing shit, right? So we've been made to feel like our bodies are for someone else's enjoyment. And when I'm talking about the body in this instance, I'm talking about the way we look, but I'm also talking about the erotic aspects, the way we feel our pleasure. So, you know, we're made to, you know, we we should look this certain way, uphold that default, because that's how you gain acceptance or become desirable through someone else's eyes. Your pleasure, you know, your erotic pleasure is not for you. It's for somebody else. Your body, that source of pleasure is for somebody else's satisfaction and enjoyment. But what if your beauty, your sexiness, your sensuality, your eroticism was for you? What if instead of being in this place of waiting for someone else to come and make you feel good about yourself or turn you on, as we've been socialized to do, you turned your own self on instead. And instead of giving away all of your goodness, you claimed it for yourself. A woman who is deeply connected to her body and uses it as a source of pleasure for her own well-being, for her enjoyment and satisfaction, for her to get off on? Oof. I mean, that gives me chills. I'm here for that shit. You know, a woman 
that turned on is dangerous because she's living out loud the truth of her very nature. And what is the truth of our very nature? It's our enoughness, our worthiness, our deservingness. That shit is magnetizing. That is the big pussy energy, you know? When we can live with that much wholeness within, you know? That much acceptance of ourselves. So conventional beauty standards make us feel like we have to look and be a certain way in order to light up a room, but I say to hell with that because I know you have been in a room and someone has walked in who exists outside of those lines and their presence is palpable, right? Going back to that felt and not seen, you know? Think of the beautiful older woman in your life. The outgoing, beautiful, and vivacious friend you may have that veers outside of the thin default body, right? You don't have to look and be a certain way in order to light up a room. Phew, it's like such a relief, am I right? You get to be you. And you get to be you through this connection of love from yourself and this like connection to your eroticism. And from that place of you-ness where you are in loving relationship with yourself, where you're connected to your big pussy energy, you get to show up and rock it. Okay, so how do you do this? This is going to be, you know, one of those actionable things that you can take away that I mentioned earlier. I mean, when it comes to self-love, that's obviously a bigger conversation and there's a lot of nuance in there. But I think a starting place is is to return to your inner toddler. So that part of you that knew you were enough before the world like sunk its teeth into you. How would you talk to yourself from that place? How would you treat yourself? These are questions you can come back to again and again. This is the work I do one-on-one. We do work around inner child work and reparenting and worthiness and deservingness. And so if you want to take this work farther, I would encourage you to reach out. I love working one-on-one. This is my life. This is my passion. And I would be honored to support you in peeling back these layers so that you could come into deeper relationship with yourself. Now, secondly, on a tangible level in regards to connecting to the erotic self, this is the actionable step, I would invite you into a daily morning practice of making love to your reflection in the mirror. So put on a song you love, one that's like a real hip swear, if you know what I mean, and bring your focus to your hips. So first, just plug in, you know, notice sensations in your body. Maybe bring your hands to your hips and notice the sensation of your hands on your hips. Notice what feels good. Notice what's alive. Even if there's no sensation at all, that is a sensation. Make note of that. And then begin to let your body move from this place. And then explore your body from this place. Touch yourself in ways that feel good. Gaze upon yourself for yourself. That gaze is for you. This is a practice in front of the mirror. So move in ways that delight you. 
and truly let it be for you and nobody else. Get off on your own reflection. So much of our lives is about getting other people off on our reflection, you know? And so let this be for you. Like really drink from the well of the goodness within, the pleasure within. And then from there, choose how you want to dress for the day. You know, what clothing comes alive on your body and makes you feel lit up from the outside? From the inside out, sorry. That's not what I wanted to say. <laughs> you know, how do you want to do your hair? Wear your makeup? What kind of exercise do you want to do? How do you want to eat? So what happens if you eat whatever you want and actually fill up on it with all senses on board, you know, in a way that delights you? This is how you can begin to, you know, source from within, source that erotic power and how you can then express yourself in the world, not because, you know, you're upholding the standards of beauty and taking from those standards, using them to add worthiness, add a sense of deservingness, but rather it's like we're sourcing that from within and then making those choices in alignment with the truth of who we are, which is so bloody magnetic, as I've already said. So if you want to have the confidence of a woman who lights up the room, these are the small places you can start. And this is how you can begin to sort of build that magnetism from the inside out. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you love this conversation. I would love to hear from you. Definitely send me an email with any of your big takeaways. You can grab my email address in the show notes below. If this conversation really did it for you, please leave me a five-star rating or review. And like I said, I love working one-on-one. -on -one. Right now, I'm accepting new clients for January of 2023. If this feels like something you would like to do, it would be my great honor in supporting you into a deeper, intimate relationship with yourself so that you feel truly confident in all of who you are, which has a rippling effect into your life. So it's so supportive and knowing what you want and need and being able to ask for that in your life, whether that's in your relationships, in your job. It's about being confident in your erotic body, feeling self-sourced from your pleasure and how you can make changes in your sex life from that place so that you can have the sex that truly lights you up and have that romantic, intimate relationship with your partner that most people are truly hungry and craving. And if you don't have a partner, calling in the love of your life. So definitely check out my website if you'd like to learn more of the details or send me an email with any inquiries. Okay, my friends, thank you for joining me here. It's been fantastic. I wish you well. I wish you wild. Talk to you real soon.